0: welcome to Reboot Radio. I'm your host, Sheila Kilty, the Undiet Coach. Did you ever wish you had a user's manual for your body? Do you want to finally make sense of all the conflicting and confusing information out there about your health and weight, hormones, gut health, mental well-being, and overall happiness? Then tune in to Reboot Radio Listen in as we have the interviews, chats, conversations, and heated discussions on the most vital topics in the field of holistic health and wellness for women that you've been craving. Join us to understand how your body actually works and to make the informed choices and decisions you need to create a lifetime of effortless, optimized wellness. Today's episode is all about grains, their gut bombs, and why grains cause severe health issues should be eliminated full stop. For decades, we've been told that grains, especially whole grains, are good for us. Grains even make up the large base of the USDA food pyramid introduced in the 1990s. We've been told that the fiber they contain is good for your constitution and digestive regularity that they're heart-healthy, and that they're highly nutritious, and they're essential to achieve and maintain good health. Well, as it turns out, nothing could be further from the truth. In this episode, we're going to uncover the truth about grains, discuss the havoc they wreak with our gut and immune system, and the toxic, even deadly overload they are putting on our system including stopping you from ever losing the weight you may be trying to lose. In fact, after listening to this episode, you may want to eliminate grains completely from your diet, full stop, and never consume them again. So why are grains being marketed to us as healthy? Grains are being touted as healthy and shoveled at us from every processed food on the market. Check your labels. It's everywhere. Why? because the grain lobbyists and big food industry are reliant on them to push out subsidized, inexpensive ways to bulk up the processed foods they want us to consume in huge amounts. Now, until we had all these ultra-processed foods, and until the 1980s, when we became a snacking nation that contributed to our own obesity, type 2 diabetes, and insulin resistance epidemic, this was not as much of an issue. People ate bread and noodles and rice all the time. In fact all of Asia and Latin America thrive on rice, white rice, as a staple to their diets. There's even some debate about the modern short green grains, especially wheat, that was engineered for maximum crop yields back in the 1950s. There's a trend today to return to ancient or heritage grains of our past because of this. So let's roll this back a sec. What exactly are grains? Grains are any small, hard, dry seed of a grass that is highly processed and ground into something pliable and edible, like cereals, flours, pasta, etc. These are difficult for the human gut to digest and are natural irritants. One primary source of that irritation is called lectins. The most well-known lectin is gluten. We'll come back to lectins later in this episode. So, what about the nutrition in grains? like iron and B vitamins. Sure, we get some iron and vitamin Bs, especially B12, from some whole grains. But that can be found elsewhere in the natural world, and if all else fails, nutritional yeast handles the B vitamin needs, especially for vegans. And nothing beats the iron found in a good grass-fed fatty steak or a pile of spinach. Grains don't hold a candle to the Bs and iron in those two foods alone. So, there are options. All right, well, what about fiber? There's a great deal of debate as to the health value of all that whole grain fiber as well. We have overshot the mark with that as a culture, stuffing ultra-processed foods with all sorts of insane and questionable sources of fiber simply for the sake of fiber content. In the processed food realm, it is added most often as a marketing stunt to get the food classified as, quote, heart healthy, merely due to the fiber content and other additives, chemicals, dyes, high-fructose corn syrup, be damned. And it works. Consumers will grab the Fruit Loops because they say heart-healthy on the logo, or toaster pastries because the one-net-carb listing on the box, thinking they're making good, sound, nutritious, healthy decisions for their families. They bank on the fact that we're walking down the aisle after finishing at least one job for the day, have a bunch of kids, bills, and everything, and we're just grabbing whatever we can off the shelves that looks healthy, making the best possible choices for ourselves. They're relying on that so that we grab the heart-healthy Fruit Loops. I mean, let's be serious. We all know that Fruit Loops aren't heart-healthy. How on earth do they get that designation? Well, until we educate ourselves better and realize that the fiber they're using is a junk ingredient sawdust equivalent, big food will continue to rake in Billions of dollars in profits at the expense of our uninformed populace. So, why are grains something that must be eliminated from our modern food choices? The answer lies in what your goals and your gut and metabolic health state currently are. We really need to consider two very enlightening facts about grains and our consumption as humans, with a little illustration from the animal kingdom at large, and how that might hinder or even block your ability to achieve an optimized, healthy state. There are two ways that grains sabotage our health. The sad hard truth is that grains, no matter where or when they're introduced, are all part of two categories that fight against a healthy, well state of being that allows for natural and healthy fat loss. Number one, grains are carbs. All of them. They're broken down and processed as glucose in our bodies. Whether whole wheat or ancient artisanal or mass-produced, that is just the biochemical reality of grain, any grain. All forms of carbs must be eliminated, including grains to balance our hyperinsulinemia, the overproduction of insulin and resulting insulin resistance that is at the foundation of the epidemic of metabolic unhealth in this country. And number two, Humans are just not designed to digest grains, specifically the lectins in the grains, which rough up our guts and cause myriad of poor digestive health issues, ranging from irritable bowel syndrome and IBD to gluten sensitivities, gluten being the most infamous lectin we all know, to gut permeability like leaky gut syndrome, as well as dangerous diseases like chronic systemic inflammation and ischemic colitis what about eating grains in moderation? Well, the view on that from myself as a health coach is that a little poison is still poison. Asking about a little bit of grains in your diet is like asking if a little heroin's okay, or if light cigarettes stave off lung cancer. The answer's maybe. Maybe it will help to reduce the overall effect of the toxic attack from grains on your system, but the accumulative effect is still going on and on and on in our systems day after day, year after year. Even a little grain consumption could be causing or contributing to all kinds of symptoms and chronic conditions. You may not connect with grains such as leaky gut, malnutrition, Crohn's disease, chronic systemic inflammation, autoimmune disturbances, symptoms, syndromes, and diseases, rashes and skin irritations, immune system decline. IBS and IBD, chronic constipation, migraines, microbiome disturbances, celiac through, new food allergies and sensitivities, sleep disturbances, irritability and mood disorders, including anxiety and depression, PCUS, polycystic ovary syndrome, and more. And we're not the only creatures on the planet who do not do well with grains. Our bovine and food stock animals, like cows, lambs, pigs, chickens, etc., all conventionally are all fed grains for two primary reasons. One, it's cheaper to feed animals GMO corn and other grains. This type of grain-based feed is federally subsidized and therefore inexpensive. And number two, it fattens them up. Why? Not because it's calorically higher or more fattening in the conventional sense. These animals' digestive systems are not built to digest grain like us, and therefore they suffer terribly with all kinds of ailments from the grain consumption. They, like us, are fattened by the consumption of grain due to chronic inflammation, resulting elevated cortisol and insulin, digestive issues, and general unhealth, That packs on the weight. But what about all that yummy marbling of fat that grain fed cattle have? The intramuscular fat that you see in a grain fed animal is exactly what our own flesh looks like when insulin's out of control. Insulin is a hoarder, it stuffs fat into our muscles, organs, literally anywhere it can find space to tuck the fat in. It will. Because when the cells of our body can no longer accept insulin, and the energy in the form of glucose that brings with it, then insulin has no choice but to release glucose into the bloodstream, raising your blood glucose levels and packing the remaining energy away as fat in our intramuscular tissue, also raising excess body fat levels, i.e. gaining weight. So why would you choose to consume something that is almost guaranteed to make you sick and cause you to gain fat? Well, because it's delicious, of course, and it's everywhere, carbs are also highly addictive, proven to be twice as addictive as cocaine. And comfort foods release endorphins, serotonins, and all kinds of feel-good hormones and chemicals that bathe us in love and comfort. It's also a cultural norm to expect to look at a plate of food and see carbs as part of the meat-veg-carb combo that we call a meal. This phenomenon is even true of new vegans who use all the meat look likes, such as Beyond Burger and fake chicken nuggets, etc., to make the plate look like a quote-unquote meal. I've been a vegan and have fallen into this trap well, so I get it. So do you have to wait long to see the results? Nope. Once someone removes grains from their diet, Health benefits and sense of well-being are nearly immediate and very evidentiary. Bloat goes down, fatigue subsides, weight goes down, inflammation reduces, IBS all but vanishes, gas and flatulence goes away, and most importantly. Your constant hunger goes away as turning off the steady stream of glucose starves the sugar burner that's driving your metabolism. The biggest sign is that your face will show a reduction in bloat and swelling right away. Is grain removal necessary forever? Well, the answer there is it depends. If you find that you're particularly sensitive to the lectins and glucose from the grains, then reintroducing them will only reintroduce all of the symptoms as well. But some people are more able to handle the gut and glucose issues with grains. Eliminating them as we build a foundation to our reboot regimen will allow us to introduce them back in slowly later on in the process once you are well and fat adapted and metabolically flexible. That has to be observed and tested on a case by case basis. What if you find out that you can't handle eating grains after all? Well, you've got some alternatives that are far healthier and delicious. For example, whole food carbohydrates provide dynamic and dense nutrition that you may want to try reintroducing to your diet first before grains once you've reached a state of metabolic flexibility and are in body weight mass stasis, which is maintenance. Much of the grains and carbs you need to let go of while releasing your excess weight does not have to stay gone from your menu choices forever. It's a balance, and your menu will always serve you best if it is centered in dense nutrition, not grains as your guide. So what's the good news here? I feel like Debbie Downer, you know, (laughs) blah, blah. All right taking away your weights and your grains and everything. But what's the good news? Being metabolically healthy with a stable weight doesn't mean that you can't have the occasional celebratory piece of birthday cake or enjoy your annual full Thanksgiving meal. But the key word here is occasional, meaning on occasion. It does not mean that you can go right back to adding a sugary, grain-filled dessert to every meal after you've lost some weight either. And no, Tuesday Is not an occasion. That's one of the things we do best on the reboot. We help you to get your life and your family's lives on track and as normal, balanced, and healthy as possible. No one has time to fuss about meals or counting carbs or macros and forget about counting calories. The whole goal is effortless, lifelong health and wellness that you can maintain and relax into the healthy tomorrows that you deserve. After all, we want to have a long health span, not just a long lifespan, right? And if eliminating grains will allow you to live a vibrant, effortlessly healthy life without the threat of -of out-of-control inflammation, type 2 diabetes, heart disease, and even some cancers, wouldn't that be an amazing gift? There's not a grain on the planet that's worth all of that. Besides, A rebooted healthy life is a journey that doesn't necessarily need grains to make it nutritious, sustainable, or delicious. I hope that you enjoyed today's episode all about grains, why they're gut bombs, and what to do about it. And we've given you something to think about in terms of how grains and carbs in general interact in your system and why they are so dangerous and something that works against your health more so than just your waistline. So take care. This is Coach Sheila Kilty. Have a great day. Bye now. See you next time on Reboot Radio.